Welcome back, everyone. After, like, <laughs> yet another long break. Uh, we just missed this weekend. Oh, no. We missed two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Two weeks. We were yeah. supposed to do a doubleheader on the weekend because uh, the maid was here in Ottawa. Uh, but then our schedule was really tight with all the family. I mean, we had everyone here. My sister was here, her kids. Um, you guys were here. Uh, uh, your sister was here as well, their husband-in-law and, and kid. So we had a very tight uh, schedule. We couldn't really do much outside, well, inside the apartment uh, in terms of recording, uh, but we're going to do it now. So, uh, yes, welcome back, everyone. And our planned topic for this episode was actually suggested by our permanent special guest, but she is not here. She's at work, unfortunately. Uh, so she actually suggested that we talk about... Uh, cartoons. Cartoons. Uh, oh, you know what we forgot to do? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> we didn't forget. We didn't forget? Oh, you're going to pull it up? All right, all right, wait for it. He's going to type it in, and he's going he's gonna to play it. I should... One second. I can hear the keys. The keystrokes. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Is it playing? I can't hear it. Wait, what's that? What happened? Oh, I can't. I can't hear it. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it being? Is, is it being recorded? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. You got that? No, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Really? <laughs> you know, I didn't. Well, as, as long as the... The, the recording software picked it up. It I think the recording software picked it up. So, <laughs> All right. So in case um, you don't know, but you should know. I mean, it's like one of the most iconic uh, cartoons, uh, animes ever. Uh, that was the Canadian version of the Dragon Ball Z theme. And uh, it's quite controversial from what I understand. Quite polarizing. People are like, wow, it's so stupid. Because it's just literally a guy repeating Dragon, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z over and over again. <laughs> but as a kid, as a kid, I loved it. That was awesome. And I still love it to this day. So uh, screw all the haters. That is an awesome theme song. And I love Dragon Ball Z growing up. I haven't watched any of the new stuff, but I assume it's good. Um, I don't know. So yeah, our, our topic was going to be cartoons. Well, it is cartoons. And what we were going to talk about was like, you know, cartoons that we watched growing up, how they, you know, affected us and whatnot and i guess i guess looking back on them as as adults so why don't you start because you said you had a lot to say well actually um i do have a lot to say but i 
I guess I grew up again with cartoons, starting with um, the my first cartoon probably was Gargoyles. And, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Gargoyles yeah. <laughs> with uh, Keith David as Goliath. Yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite um, animations uh, by Disney and animations in general. Whoa, 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 whoa! Gargoyles was Disney. Yeah. No way. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. No. <laughs> yeah, shocking, I know. Disney. <laughs> oh my god, it was. Whoa, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it, um, one of the better works by Disney. Because... Um, we know, like during, I think during the '90s, Disney had the what we call the Disney Renaissance, and mm. I think it's safe to say that Gargoyles was uh, a part of that. A oh big yeah, part of that. I mean, it ran for like what three years, four years? Yeah, three years. Uh, I think three seasons. The season season three wasn't the greatest, but I think it's the one I remember the most for some reason. <laughs> I, I can barely remember Gargoyle, sorry. I mean, I only know that. I only remember Goliath and Keith David, because Keith David is awesome. Yeah, I think the early 90s kids would probably remember Gargoyles a little bit more. Um, I mean, I was only. I was just born. I was born in 95, so. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I was like two when it stopped airing, and the only episodes yeah. I watched were like the reruns in like the early 2000s, so. Yeah, don't remember it that well. I I mean, it also had a lot of uh, political undertones. If we're going that way, um, it um, sort of basically touched on this how uh, the gargoyles were in New York City, and then um, Xanatos, um, this xenophobic mass um, mad scientist, was out. Like he had this conspiracy that gargoyles existed, and nobody else in New York City knew about them. Mm. And uh, the gargoyles would try and like save New York City from uh, anything all evil, all the while trying to be stopped by this guy David Xanatos, and he basically. I think was there's inspiration a... behind Denzel Crocker and Fairly Odd Parents. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Maybe. Actually, maybe. <laughs> it's like the same premise, isn't it? P- pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> pretty much, actually. And I think in the in the third season, they went so far as to... Um, I think the third season opened up um, where gargoyles went into the public eye and uh, they became this... Uh, crime fighting force that's kind of why people don't really um see eye to eye with the third season but i think with the third season it kind of brought upon like a new wave of political activism in in a sense that these groups were actually there's this group that actually banded behind xanatos and they wanted to get rid of the gargoyles i don't know <laughs> like uh but um yeah, it was actually a great cartoon that um, touched on a lot of um, modern day topics, if you could say that. I guess, I guess for a lot of people, uh, the mysticism behind you know uh, the gargoyles, they're kind of like these uh, uh, Batman figure per se, you know, fighting crime 
without being noticed kind of thing. And that was ruined by season three in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Because it did it did detract from that allure in some way, right? Uh, being uh, fighting crime in the dark and... Um, oh, God. What was uh, that line from Assassin's Creed? Um, I know... Sorry. Uh, God. The opening theme in Gorgos just basically said that Stone by day, warriors by night. Stone by day, warriors by night. That's the thing that sticks out for me. That's what gar- the gargoyles were uh, meant to be. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking back, that's kind of cheesy line, but it is a it is a kids show. Kids show. Yeah. yeah, it's a kids show. <laughs> but Keith David narrating it makes it all better. So <laughs> we'll we'll give them that. <laughs> uh, but, yes. Uh, that, sorry. That was that was the line I wanted to pull up from Assassin's Creed. We fight in the dark to serve the light, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Go on. It's essentially the same thing, I guess. Yeah, it is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, moving on to another TV series, it was actually actually Gargoyles was comparable to uh, Batman: The American, the animated series. The animated series, yes. Yeah. And um, I think you remember this one. Uh, Mummy's Alive. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna. <laughs> no, we're not gonna pull up the theme song. I guess we could sing it. We are the mummies, protectors of. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember it. Uh, protectors of the world. We're gonna. No, that that was the end. We're gonna save the world today. The Egyptian way. way mummies alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that only ran for like one season, though, didn't it? Shame, actually. Uh, I, I loved it. It was a great show. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. What was, that... the, what was the reasoning behind the whole cancellation? Was it just not popular enough? I think that was it. It didn't get enough viewers oh. to continue. And uh, I think they're just trying to cut back on all the unpopular shows. Because That's shame. It's such an awesome premise, though. I mean, uh, the what was the kid's name? Raps? 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 What? Ram- I know. I know. He was like he was like the Ramses. reincarnation of like Ramses or something, the Pharaoh, and, 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 the, and the mummies was. were like his guardians or something like that. I don't. Ramses. Was it Ramses? Yeah, Ramses. I can't. I can't I think so. I, I know he was, he was like some incarnation or descent yeah. of some ancient pharaoh and something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I can't really remember it. Oh wait, it's been a no, while. Presley's. Presley? Yeah, Presley. That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> I know he had like a pharaoh name too. Yeah, his pharaoh name was Rapses. Rapses. Yeah. Or like something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, the, the character design in Mommy's Alive is awesome. I, uh, I, I don't remember their names, but like the leader what? was pretty sweet. The guy in like blue and gold. And then Jakal. you have like. Sorry, what was his name? Jakal. Jakal? That was yeah. his lead? That was his name? Yeah, that's his name. Jakal? Really? No, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Jakal. Okay, I guess I guess that's kind of cool, in a in a kiddish, uh, cringy way. <laughs> yeah, he was he was pretty cool. And then they had the guy with the 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 big guy with the with the stout arm. And then you had the guy this the snake Armand. dude. And then of course you had the the girl character who was pretty sweet as well. Oh, Nefertina. Nefertina, and they like they didn't know she was a woman. And <laughs> like, wait a minute, you're a girl. <laughs> There's this episode. I th- I still remember the episode where they found out that she was a woman. Basically, I think uh, that was the very first one. Oh wait, yeah, 
It was the very first episode where they found out. It was, okay, it was kind of weird, the first one. considering that uh, they were kind of like a team for like thousands of years, and they didn't know that. <laughs> and let's let's be honest, uh, Navratino wasn't exactly dressed in the most. Uh, um, how do we put this? Family friendly way. Family friendly way, from what I could remember. I mean, you could you could kind of tell um, she had uh, very feminine features. So I don't know. I don't know how the guys didn't figure it out, but you know, I guess for trying to appeal to ah, that's funny kind of thing, kiddish humor. They didn't know she was a girl, uh, and we, and we all fell for it, unfortunately. I mean, but hey, we were kids, so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but it ran it ran for such a short amount of time. It was canceled, unfortunately. But man, it was a sweet show. Um, I can't remember who the bad guys were. Um, I think it was Scarab. Scarab. And what was, like, the whole backstory? Was, like, from what I... I think it was, um, that Ram... Rapsies, you know, the kid, Presley. That's his name, I think. Yeah, you said. Um, he was Scarab's, like, arch-nemesis, like, thousands of years ago in ancient Egypt or something like that. Yeah. And now he's like after him in the future, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, and and he suddenly ended up in San Francisco. Somehow, why <laughs> San Francisco though? It was just a random choice. Um, I don't think there's any uh, Egyptian um, based things in San Francisco, but I guess that's where the show was made. Maybe the the uh, studio who uh, who made Mummies Alive, uh, which Canadian like studio. Um, oh, it's a Canadian show. Yeah, it's a Canadian show. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was. Um, what's the name of that studio? <sighs> the name escapes me. Deek. 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 You know the. I'm not gonna. S- D I C. Deek. Awkward silence. I I I'm, I can't I don't know. <laughs> They're now DHX. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. More facts that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Cookie Jar. I think they're Cookie Jar. They used to be Cookie Jar or Cinar. I don't know all these names. The name know. the name Cookie Jar is familiar. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the only for one season due to uh, budget cuts. Unfortunate, because it was such an awesome show. I mean, the Egyptian, the whole Egyptian aesthetic is pretty underused, I think, in a lot of uh, fictional settings. So, uh, cartoon makers out there, you know, maybe you could uh, remake Mummies Alive. It was a pretty awesome show Ooh, with awesome would... with awesome animations for its time. A remake would be really cool. Like, you know how they did a, a reboot. Oh, a oh, yeah. reboot of reboot. They re- rebooted reboot. I actually haven't watched the reboot of reboot. I me neither. I actually re- want to watch it and see how it is. But that's another show that uh, a Canadian show. That was a lot more popular than Mummy's Alive. Yeah, which... <laughs> a lot more popular. I still. Remember. It was like that was one of the shows we used to watch. Uh, get up and watch like Saturday morning on like um, what was the channel? YTV. Uh, was it YTV? I think it was YTV. I used to watch YTV, and then there was another one from Saturday mornings. That was American, uh, though. Um, I think Fox Network? Kids. Fox Kids. Fox Kids. Yeah. Fox Kids. Cartoon Network was another one. 
but the, the biggest the biggest channel that my sisters and I used to watch on uh, Saturday mornings was either Cartoon uh, not, not Cartoon Network, sorry, uh, YTV or Fox Kids because we had the Fox Kids channel and that that oh, channel yeah. had, had everything on it. <laughs> I think it was twenty one, right? I think so. If I recall correctly. I remember Fox Kids was always the channel to go to for Power Rangers. For Power Rangers, right? That's that's the, that's the channel that had the monopoly on Power Rangers. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about the Power Rangers anthology, or are we, just gonna... uh, we can skip that for another time? I think. Are we? Are we gonna skip it, or are we just like briefly touch on it? I okay, mean, we can touch on. I it. mean, it's not really a cartoon, is it? It was live action. It was live action. <laughs> Very cringy live action, but uh, <laughs> hey, it was. Uh, hey, we went to watch the movie in theaters. I'm kidding. We, I'm we kidding. all sort of clap when like know, the Mighty Morphin, <laughs> the Mighty Morphin theme started going. Yeah, and I think you started cheering. I remember yeah, that. I, I actually screamed in theaters. This, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy puts his arm up. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, "What's this guy doing?" <laughs> I think that's the first time I kind of went all out in a Well, when I was just nerding out, right? That was your childhood right there. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty awesome moment. Like, I mean, the classic, you know, Muddy Morphin Power Rangers. The whole theme was going on. It was like nostalgia overload. But yeah, I, I guess I guess we can't really talk about Power Rangers. It is live action. So uh, sorry, Power Rangers. You have been relegated to another time. Um, well, it's yeah, another time. Uh, we reboot. Going back to reboot. We could um, probably sorry, uh, going back to yes, Power Rangers for a second. Um, we could probably dedicate a huge episode episode for Power Rangers. An entire episode just to Power Rangers, if we wanted to. <laughs> the Power Rangers anthology, <laughs> talking about like every single one ever. Yeah, and dissecting it. Uh, yeah, back to reboot. <laughs> or so yeah, reboot. Reboot was unique. Uh, because the animation was it was 3D, and I think at the time a lot of shows didn't have the 3D animation. Like more shows are uh, more inclined. I mean, animators were more inclined to do uh, sort of the you know the 2D hand drawn thing. But reboot was unique in the sense that it used uh, it made use of more uh, uh, well at the time was more advanced technology, and they sort of 3D animated it, and it was cool. I mean, uh, for you know a lot of kids, uh, that's something they hadn't seen. I mean, uh, especially for me, I go you know watching all those two D cartoons um, and seeing this, it was pretty awesome. I didn't really understand the whole premise of reboot. I used to sit there and watch it because you know uh, the, the again the animations are really good, and I really liked the bad guy. I forgot his name. You know, um, the, uh, the, the weird, really big jaw. <laughs> what's his name? Oh. It's, it's, it's Megabyte? Like Megabyte. 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 Right? Yes, Megabyte. <laughs> yes, Megabyte. And Hack and Slash. <laughs> hack and Slash. <laughs> hack and Slash. Oh my god. All these. Looking looking back, I think Megabyte is supposed to be ironic because his jaw was huge. <laughs> Megabyte. Oh. Right, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, it's like, you know, computer terms, but <laughs> Megabyte. Overbyte. Or is yeah. it more underbyte? Overbyte. I don't know. <laughs> Dot Matrix. <laughs> what was the What was the protagonist's name? Oh, Bob Dot uh, Enzo. Bob uh, Dot. Yeah, Dot Matrix and Bob. Ah, uh, his name was Bob. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Really? Yeah. His name was Bob. I swear. Yeah. The blue guy. Yeah. 
they named the main character the most mundane thing they could. Really, Bob? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm misremembering this, but I, I guess, Bob, okay. I mean, if, if they're going for the whole generic hero thing. <laughs> and it's funny. The others were cool, quite cool, though. Like, um, his protagonist friend, fr- friend's name is Dot Matrix. You know what Dot Matrix is? The printer? The printer? Yeah. It's like an old, old-style computer printer. Uh, oh. computer. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was Bob and then... Hexadecimal. There was the dog. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what, what his name was. was. Uh, there was the kid, and then there was the girl. I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't yeah. remember any of their names. The, the girl was Dot Matrix. The kid oh, Dot Enzo. Matrix. Okay. And Enzo Matrix was her son. Oh, her younger brother. Sorry. Younger brother. Yeah. And uh, Hexadecimal was Megabyte's sister. Com- chaotic computer virus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting, actually. How and they came back, then, back then, you wouldn't have understood like the whole... Uh story behind the names but looking back now when you're older it's like ah that's uh, that's that's kind of funny <laughs> <It's kinda good. laughs> all the jokes Moving on i mean cartoons other... cartoons tend to do that i find like they put in a lot of uh, adult humor that oh. you kind of miss when you're a kid but when you like go back and watch it you're like ha you sly dogs <laughs> don't get me started with aladdin Aladdin, everything, everything. Yeah, everything actually. <laughs> the most, uh, the the most uh, recent one I can think of, uh, well, not recent, but the one that really stands out for me in contemporary uh, Disney film, or was uh, in Frozen. You remember when uh, uh, Anna and uh, what was his name, Kristoff, were on yeah. the sled? And she's like, oh, you, you're going to marry a guy you just met? And, you know, he's, like, asking her all these questions. And he's like, he's like, he asked her, like, foot size. And she's like, oh, foot size doesn't matter. And <laughs> that was, <laughs> you know, that was innuendo. For, oh, uh... <laughs> my gosh. I mean, kids kids don't get it. But yeah. I was like, ha, ha, ha. You know, they, they put those things in on purpose for the adults to pick up. Because they know that the adults are going to be going to watch it with their kids. You know so, what? You know, I kind of missed that on when you did? I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he's too he's too pure. He's too pure for this. <laughs> but anyway, this episode would not be an episode with, without me talking about my actual favorite anime slash cartoon. Gotta catch them all. Yes. I was I was gonna start singing the Arabic theme song, but I know I'm gonna. Put I you wanna in. be. The, oh, you can sing the Arabic theme song. I can't. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna murder it. I, I can't really speak Arabic that well. Do your best impression. <laughs> are, you, are you gonna pull up that video? That, that stupid video. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but I think I'd pull up the theme song if I wanted to do that, like the 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 actual theme song. Um, the English one. But no, we could sing it. No, actually. Arabic? <laughs> no, not the, not the Arabic. Not the, Arabic. <laughs> the English, I want to be the very best. No, no one, one ever could. I can't remember it. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon was very unique. Very unique. For the longest show. time, though, for the longest time, I was not allowed to watch Pokemon. Oh, really? Why is that? 
because my, my dad was pretty strict back then uh, like um and um he was quite uh adherent well not adherent but, but like uh very strict with uh, certain islamic rulings and i think i'm not sure if you remember like saudi arabia actually like banned pokemon for a time oh yeah they yeah. like like it's like the devil and stuff and i'm you know because my dad grew up in saudi he kind of like went by the rules and uh, he, he kind of like forbade us from watching Pokemon, but of course that, that that changed over time. I did end up watching it, and of course we, you and I played uh, the Game Boy Color uh, games a lot. But so yeah, Pokemon is something I didn't really um, watch religiously, but I did pick up on a few things, and of course I did play the games a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of your thing, so why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about it? <clears throat> Oh, well, uh, I think it's one of the longest shows where Ash remained... Ten years old? Ten years old, yeah. <laughs> was it ten years old? <laughs> he, like, stayed ten years old for, like, 28 years. <laughs> but ever since the beginning, I, like, I really did like how they... I mean, it seemed like one of those shows, very repetitive, but it seemed, in a way, when you grew up watching it, like, you... Like you never got tired Hunter. of it. Yeah, you never got tired. You like it was just so awesome. Like it, it had that appeal to to kids. There was just something about it, you know, like having your own pocket monster. Because that that's what Pokemon was, like, you know, uh, what they originally titled it, like Pokemon Pocket, pocket Monsters, monsters. Yeah. like that. And you know, I you know having that, you know, that uh, a monster in your pocket, literally, and you know, have, battling it out with other um, with other people and. That, that sort of became a trend with, you know, you, you had Digimon and you had Yu-Gi-Oh! And, you know, they're different, sort of different premises, but it all rests on that same idea of having, you know, control of yeah. these, these these monsters, these creatures. And, you know, that's very appealing to, you know, both boys and girls, but I, I would say uh, more so for the boys for, for boyish reasons <laughs> that I need not explain. Oh, yeah. And oh, you mentioned Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! I think these three... Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! were pretty much my entrance into the anime genre. Right? <laughs> yeah, they were pretty much, even for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I... especially. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! was uh, amazing. Uh, <clears throat> oh, man, the Yu-Gi-Oh! craze of, like, uh, was it the early 2000s or, like, mid-2000s? That was the early 2000s, for early sure. Early 2000s? Man, there was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh! craze. I'm sure you remember, like, everyone was buying, like, decks and booster bringing packs. them booster packs and bringing <laughs> them to school. It's like, hey, man, check out my cars. And, um, cards. and there, was a huge, there was a huge, like, a market for fakes and everything. And, of course, the Egyptian God cards oh. came out. And he had the whole the whole thing with the five pieces of Exodia and whatnot. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, don't, don't remind me about the huge market for fakes. Fakes. Um, yeah, in so Cutter. I had so many fake cards. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually, the only Yu-Gi-Oh cards we found in Cutter when we were there were fakes. Were fakes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh man, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but well, you uh, you had you had a couple of uh, actual. De- I know you had Joey's deck, right? Yeah, which I bought. You had yeah. Joey's deck. I remember that. You had Joey's deck. You had a couple, didn't? I? Uh... Yeah, and I bought them from here. Oh, you bought it from here, not Cutter, right? No, no, yeah, I bought it. Because <laughs> you only could find You still have those cards, don't you? Yeah, I do. I have uh, pretty much all of them. All of them. Oh yeah, all my somewhere. all my cards are gone, unfortunately. Uh, I had quite a bit too, but I think... most of them were fake. 
unfortunately. I recently bought some new ones with my friend about a couple years ago, and I still have those. I think for me, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are something that I'll take with me to the grave. Maybe, maybe to, <laughs> not, not really to the grave because obviously you can't. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. To, uh, but yeah, as long as I can. <laughs> It'll be passed down from generation to generation. generation. <laughs> you have some pretty rare ones too. I mean, those are like the original. I know you have a red eyes in there uh, yeah. because of the Joey starter deck. Yeah, I did. Red I eyes. Uh, Only thing is, it was it's bent. Ah, uh, you should have put it in one of those card sleeves. I know. Yeah, that's a classic card. Red eyes, uh, red eyes, black dragon. You had blue eyes, white dragon, and of course, dark magician. And don't, uh, of course, we we had in our own circle, uh, blue eyes magician. <laughs> Oh my god. If he ever listens to this, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We should talk about this. We should talk about this. And then when, whenever you see him, tell him, like, hey, listen, why don't you go listen to this podcast? And yeah. uh, we're still working. A bit of a digression here, away from away from the whole cartoon. Um, so, Obed and I used to be really close with our neighbor. His name was Wahid. Uh, hey, Wahid, in case you ever listen to this, how, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we used to be really close with uh, with this neighbor. And we used to go to his house a lot. And we used to play things like Super Smash Brothers on the, uh, was it on the N64 or the GameCube? N- N64. N64. Uh, and Pokemon Stadium. And Pokemon Stadium and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Uh, so one day we, we go over and we, I think it was you and him. Was it, was it me and him? Who were having a duel? No, it was me and you and me and he, he did, yeah, us two against him, something like that. Something like no, no, it was me and you, and then I think he helped you with the con. The, what is that? Polymerization card. Polymer. <laughs> yes. So that's that's the that's the the entire um, uh, the basis of the story. So there's this card for those of you who don't know. It's called polymerization, and basically what polymerization does is that it allows you to combine two monsters. In, um, to make a more powerful monster. Yeah. But the thing is that that uh, that formed monster, the one you create, it has to exist. There has to be a pairing for it because they're like set pairings. So you exactly. pair them up, you yeah. use polymerization, and you can whip out that that uh, that new card, that new monster card. Uh, yeah. So what Wyatt did is that he kind of <laughs> bent the rules. And he used his creative imagination to say, listen, guys, you can fuse any two cards you want with polymerization. <laughs> so he took, <laughs> he, took dark, he took Dark Magician, uh, which is like this, this wizard, and he took the famous, the infamous uh, Seto Kaiba's uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon. And he put them together. I think it was for me, right? Yeah, it was for you. It was for me. He put them together. He's like, listen. This new card is called Blue Eyes Magician. <laughs> and <laughs> let's just say it was overpowered from what I remember because, I mean, there are no rules for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, he just combined their attack points, which is like 3,000 to 2,500. And he made this super <laughs> overpowered card called Blue Eyes Magician. And <laughs> that's just something that will always stick with me for like, the rest of my life. <laughs> If you ever listen, I'll probably tell him to go listen to this. <laughs> and fast forward to the specific segment. <laughs> exactly. 31 minutes in. I wonder if he remembers. But yeah, a huge digression. Sorry. We, we just had to talk about that. But yeah, you, there was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh craze in the early 2000s. I mean, the show was great. And they had, you know, they made the movie. 
and they had that uh, that whole arc. Remember with the the seal of Orichalcos? Remember oh, that? God. Every time they mentioned the seal of Orichalcos, that that stupid theme would play. But that I will say, I will say that. That that whole seal of Orichalcos arc. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing it every time I mention it. But that that entire that entire arc uh, had a pretty emotional uh, storyline with the uh, with um, Joey, Joey and I remember where she like where, <laughs> where she like she's like under I, I forgot Merrick uh, Merrick was it Merrick Yeah, it wasn't Merrick's control like the the bad guy in the in the whole sea uh, level Orichalcos uh, um, storyline. I don't remember who the bad guy was. I, I don't was... think it was. I don't think it was Merrick. It was some new dude. It wasn't Pegasus, that's for sure. Mm, that's true. It, it was. It was some other. It was some other dude. Mm. But he had like he had like Maya under his control, and yeah. then she she like beat Joey in a duel, but Joey like purposely lost to sort to sort of sort of like bring her back, and it was like pretty emotional, uh, you know, for the time. Yeah, especially then... her, like, watching it and like, oh no, Joey, no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually just almost as emotional as uh, Merrick versus Mai in the in the battle duel. No, Battle City. Mm. Ba- yeah, the Battle City. Oh, when she thought she could use uh, Wing Dragon of Ra, and then it kind of backfired. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Yu-Gi-Oh had some pretty emotional moments. I remember when um, uh, I forgot what happened to to. Um, uh, Yami Yugi, Big Yugi, where he like went under, con- he got like possessed by something, and he like he was dueling someone, and then like little Yugi like tried to stop him, but then he kept going, and I, I forgot what happened, but like the the whole end result of it was that like like little Yugi, the you know air quotes died. Do you remember that one? I think it was that was that was the almost the last one of the last few episodes. Was it? I I don't remember what what number what it is. I think so. was, um, but uh, I remember that. And he's like, uh, Big Yugi's like Yugi, no, <laughs> you know, the whole the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean Yugi, <laughs> uh, which is actually quite weird if you think about it. If somebody else received the puzzle of Millennium Puzzle, Millennium uh, puzzle. they would actually be Yami. Yummy something. <laughs> Interesting, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason we have Yami Yugi in our picture is because he's based on that character. Right. Imagine. What if we got Yami Kaiba? Yami so. <laughs> but wasn't uh, didn't Kaiba have no? But but wasn't the whole thing? Uh, it was like kind of similar to uh, Mommy's Live in that Yugi was sort of the reincarnation of of Yami. The Pharaoh? No, no, it's because he had Is that. It, he had the, the Millennium Puzzle. That's why. But like even even in like the the, the flashbacks to like you know Egypt. Oh yeah, uh, just a side note. When I mentioned the whole uh, Egypt Egypt thing was really cool. Like Yu-Gi-Oh did it pretty uh, pretty well too. In that they they had like the the whole dueling game was like this ancient Egyptian uh, sport, which is pretty cool. But yeah, um, even in the flashbacks, like ancient Egypt. Uh, like the whole the whole uh, Yami's figure was was you know Yuki he was a uh, big Yuki. That would be the case. Because 
I think they're trying to uh, mirror you, Little Yugi. What they... Oh, it was not. It was not. It was of... not for like, lore purposes or anything. But it was. Just, it was just trying to show. Actually, us no, no, no. It probably was for lore because I remember Kaiba also had a. Kaiba had yeah. He yeah. had a. He had a. Uh, uh, a dis- uh, an ancestor like yeah. he was like an evil priest or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And yeah. he was he was doing. Uh, it uh, was Pharaoh. In one of those uh, flashback episodes, yeah. so I th- I think there was there, uh, there was a connection between Yugi and the Millennium Pulse puzzle. Like a yeah, that's connect- what I think made him able to solve it. To solve it, right? Yeah, could be it. Yeah. Anyway, we this wouldn't be an episode if we wouldn't talk about the longest running cartoon on air. SpongeBob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was going to come because I was actually watching some Spongebob episodes while I was eating dinner and, and I'm still able to laugh at them. <laughs> Even the new Oh, ones. man. Spongebob. And of course, we have to say uh, rest in peace to uh, Steven uh, Hillenberg, who oh, passed yeah. away, sadly, due to... Um, I forgot what the disease was. That was last year. Sorry, what? That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year he passed oh. away. No, no, no. It was two years ago. 2018. It was, it was pretty recent. Yeah, uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah, he passed away sadly, and uh, I think the whole story behind SpongeBob was that he he was a marine biologist, and he just wanted to teach kids about marine life. But of course, uh, as we know, SpongeBob got really super uh, popular, and it became more than just that educational show about <laughs> about sea life. It became something that I think our generation sort of watched a lot. I know I did. Uh, sort of like every day after school, even in high school, uh, I have to say, up to grade 12, I would come home and go to like the TV room, which is my in my parents' room, the TV, which is my parents' room, and I would watch uh, SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents back to back. Those were the two. And I, I never used to miss it because I, I loved SpongeBob so much. And I, I can still say I love it. It's <laughs> It's something that I think transcends generations because even my dad loves spongebob like my dad used to watch spongebob with me on those days i would come home from school and he used to laugh he would laugh at the stupidity at the stupidity of it there's this this one episode in particular um uh, the title tale strangler that episode yeah. and uh there is this scene where they're, they're they go back to SpongeBob Pine, spongebob's pineapple house and they can't find the key to it and so um, they're like, SpongeBob's like, okay, maybe we can climb into the, or the Strangler's like, you know, maybe we can climb into the window, and he can't reach it. So SpongeBob has to climb up on his back and reach the window. <laughs> you know, may, yeah, sure, I'll climb up with my spiky cleats. And then he, starts, he steps into the Strangler's eye sockets, and he starts screaming. I remember that. Episode. I remember that when when I first watched that with my dad. My dad was laughing like so hard. Like that, my mom came into the room. He's like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> and it's just this, this scene of you know the strangler running back and forth with SpongeBob with the with the spiky cleats stuck in his his eyes. <laughs> it's it's something so stupid, but it's it's so simple at the same time, and and it, and it's just it's just funny for some reason. It, it like triggers this this laughing effect. I guess I guess that's the whole the whole thing of it. It's, it's stupid and funny. It's stupid funny. Yeah, and who could forget the uh, the ho- horror comedy episode? And the walls will lose. Who's eating slime? They always do that. <laughs> the hash slinging. The hash bringing. 
It's Ashley Slasher. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, uh, when I watched that as a kid, at the very end, um, when they're like, "Hey, who's who's still flickering the lights?" and like, "Oh, it's Nosferatu," and then they like they cut to this um, this black and white um, uh, photo of you know that that classic uh, film Nosferatu, yeah. and he's a pretty he's a pretty creepy guy. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing that as a kid. That was I was genuinely freaked out because oh. I didn't I didn't expect that, and Nosferatu is pretty creepy. Uh, his whole his whole uh, look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even I was even I was freaked out by that. To be honest, like uh, <clears throat> the whole even the episode was. The episode was pretty creepy. Pretty I mean, they they itself. nailed that atmosphere. I mean, I think it was called Graveyard Shift. Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Graveyard Shift. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's, it's really make... stupid and funny at the same time. I mean, the. <laughs> <laughs> Our our personal favorite, uh, the Santa Claus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Forget Santa Claus in his in his sleigh, just flying over Bikini Bottom. Kind of just like loses his mind on the last laugh. Whoever was that Santa probably had a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, the, I think I think the funniest episode of SpongeBob was the one where um, Man Ray. You remember um, that uh, oh. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy villain? Yeah, He's trying man. to escape from uh, the cave. Um, Mermaid Man in one of the boys' cave, and he's like, he decides to sort of act like he wants to be good. So SpongeBob and Patrick are trying to teach him to be a good guy. <laughs> and when they're going through that montage, oh, it yeah, has yeah, all yeah. stupid moments in it. Yeah. Patrick and his wallet, <laughs> that one, and the, oh. lifting the box, and when when he drops it on Man Ray's foot, he's like, "What's in this stupid box anyway?" And Patrick's like, "My wallet." <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget? Be assertive. <laughs> I said assertive, not insertive. <laughs> oh, there's so many good lines. There is. I mean, we could go on forever, just yeah. like uh, bringing this up about SpongeBob. And it's it's still going on, from what I understand. But I think the new episodes aren't that great. Yeah, not as comparatively good as speaking. I mean, it's it's kind of lost its its funny touch. Yeah. I would. But my friend brought up a good point. We actually talked about this like two years ago. He's like, um, you know, is SpongeBob, you know, are these new episodes bad? Or is it that, you know, SpongeBob was, you know, always bad. And, you know, we just as kids sort of liked it. And, you know, now that we've sort of grown out of that phase, we kind of look back on those episodes that we used to watch, you know, with kind of like nostalgia and, and rose tinted glasses and say, hey, they were great. Uh, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like that that case of, you know, they don't they don't do it like they used to kind of thing. You mean like Power Rangers? Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Power Rangers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think we could also talk about cartoons that that you know we weren't allowed to watch as kids. I know I strictly was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Yes, the Simpsons uh, family yeah. guy. <laughs> of course, of course, those weren't exactly kids shows. Kids shows, no, right? no, they weren't kids shows. I mean, I start, I started watching South Park. Um, it's funny, like, uh, but with Universal. the Simpsons, 
Um, I remember one of our uncles, uh, my mom's cousin, he was like, um, oh, you guys don't watch The Simpsons? Really? <laughs> and, and, uh, and it wasn't like it was that bad. It was kind of like the reason why we weren't allowed to watch it was, it was like disrespectful in a sense. In a sense, yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every um, even things like uh, you know Teletoon, uh, that 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 channel. Yeah. Uh, typically, uh, all those adult cartoons would come on sort of like after like seven or eight. They oh, had a specific. Yeah, they had, they had a specific time for them. Confession time. I remember <laughs> when we would stay late at someone's house, those like Teletoon at night would start playing. Mm. And I think people would rush to change the channel. <laughs> I still remember that. I'm like, they're like, oops, we should change the channel. <laughs> we should change the channel. This is not for you guys. <laughs> I actually still remember that. I don't know why I remember that much. But yeah. Um, wait, quick time check. 45 yes. minutes. We still have some time. Yeah. Um. We still have some time to talk about a very influential show of the modern age, um, The Last Airbender. We did not touch on it. Oh, my gosh. I can't a fantastic that. show that is loved by both children and adults because it has very mature – well, not themes, but has a very, it has a very mature message. Um, and it really rings with a lot of adults too. And how can we not talk about it? Because, again, I mean it ran from what? Um, I was in high school. 2005? I think it started around 2006. It started in, it started around the, the mid 2000s. Yeah. Ended um like in 2011. 20 sometime around yeah it was sometime around 2011 or like 2010 or something. Yeah. So... And it was it was such a great show. I mean, the writing was fantastic and the characters were so well done. I mean, people talk about how great a character Zuko was in his entire arc. I mean, I would say. The best character in The Last Airbender was Zuko. I mean, his whole uh, sort of redemption thing with him sort of losing his way and him and his relationship with Uncle Iroh, and it was just so... It was fantastic. Oh, Uncle Iroh, yeah. That's Uncle awesome. Iroh, one of the, one of the great <laughs> fictional characters of all time. And my friend, my, my, my friend, uh, Shiki, he loves to quote that line, uh, you must look within yourself. To, to see yourself, then only will your true self reveal itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... He loves to, he loves to quote that. Uncle Iroh had so many great lines. That's basically, uh, honestly, I, I kind of agree. Zuko was probably the best uh, character in the show, even though he, he was. He was yeah. hands down the best written character in the show. I mean, all the characters are great, I would have to say. Even I mean, though my favorite, Sokka. Sokka, yeah. Sokka was my favorite. He had a great, he had a great character arc. I mean, he was this funny guy, but at the same time, he was very tactful. He was a brilliant sort of tactician and strategist, and he was like the natural-born leader. And of course, we did, we did, uh, we did sort of see that in the the Legend of Korra flashbacks of him sort of becoming uh, this leader in um, what was the city called? Was it Republic City? Republic City, yeah. That's city. Right. And we, we sort of saw that. Anyway, it was and. And it was kind of great to, to see uh, that, you know, see, uh, you know, that joking Sokka become a sort of a serious leader. Uh, but yeah, all, all the characters in in The Last Airbender were, were, were great. I loved them all. Yeah. It's just, they had such great writers. I don't know 
who it was that oh. I mean I know I had a whole team of, of Don them. Michael Dante DiMartino I think and something else somebody else the main writers yeah right the two main guys they did a great yeah. job man and and again like you know because they did such a great job with the writing a lot of adults liked it too I remember I had a teacher um uh who that you know who used to watch it and she used to say you know it's such a great show um because it talks about things that you know both adults and kids can relate to but it does so in a very nuanced way oh yeah like like it's they did a great job of of showing of showing and not just telling. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that that whole thing in storytelling where you should show and not tell uh, yeah. for <clears throat> things. And it did a it did a really great job with that because, like for example, take uh, Azula's uh, descent into madness. Uh, we weren't just told like, oh, Azula's gone crazy, right? Uh, we saw it happening. We saw her sort of become obsessed with. Uh, this idea of being a you know being the Phoenix King and uh, she had her own daddy issues and whatnot and she was sort of jealous of her brother and all this and she was like a very crazy character right yeah so lacked I would say and I think a lot of um, um, people who study film would say that she lacked like you know that maternal affection because uh, a big part of their uh, Zuko and Azula's character was that they know. They they lost well they didn't lose their mother in a death but you know she kind of disappeared and ran away and you know we know that whole that whole story with it but they sort of lost that and yeah the way the way they did it was very believable like they the characters acted in, in a very believable way like, I mean, they were they were yeah. kids sorry you know they were they were kids and the way uh, their kids of course sort of brought up to rule but at the same time they were still kids right yeah. And, and I think this carried on to the Legend of Korra as well. Legend of Korra, yeah. I will say, I will say this: uh, Legend of Korra was good. Uh, it didn't, it wasn't as good as the Last Airbender, but it was still enjoyable. Like I watched it from start to finish, and I felt like I felt the same vibes. Like the, I f- I felt like the writers really um, wrote a bit more of a mature audience. Yeah, they That's definitely did. why. They, they dialed it up a bit a lot yeah and uh, I felt that they were able to um, s- do the same sort of storytelling uh, especially in the first season of Legend of Korra oh yeah the first season was fantastic yeah that and, was upon you know the losing the taking away the bending abilities and it was just great yeah their whole relationship between benders and non-benders and they I think they knew that <laughs> their primary audience was going to be the more mature um, the more mature um, cohort of you know, the generation that grew up watching The Legend of Korra, the generation that would sort of like be able to recall, oh sorry not The Legend of Korra, The, the, last, the Airbender. last Airbender and would be able to recall it you know with crystal clear memory and so they, they knew they knew who they were addressing so that's how they were, they, they were able to sort of dial it up in maturity and include more things um Talk, uh, talk from a more mature perspective. Suggestive and, themes. Suggestive, <laughs> <laughs> suggestive stuff. And of course, uh, the big, the you know, by by the end of it, you know, you had that whole um, 
uh, the whole uh, dialogue on inclusivity, of course, um, in in film and whatnot. It was pretty big um, from that perspective. You know, them including uh, that whole relationship, of course, and uh, it was very uh, a very heated topic um, for some time. But I will say, I will say this about it: it was very brave of them to do that in a very popular show. And it took, yeah. lot, it took a lot of guts to do that. And I do applaud them for it. And Actually, while we're on the topic of The Last Ever, I think there's a TV show or a TV series in the works. Live action, right? I believe so, yeah. Nef- something on Netflix or something like that. Netflix I or Amazon. Or something like that, yeah. It was something a Netflix like or Amazon. Yeah, and, and I'm actually looking forward to that because as we know... Nope. That thing didn't exist. Yeah, that's... What? What are we talking about here? Nope. <laughs> we're not getting into that. <laughs> nope, yeah. We're not getting into that right now. <laughs> Maybe we could dedicate another episode to that, but uh, no. <laughs> An entire episode. Bring me all of your old people. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no. You have to go into it. <laughs> I'm not young yet. <laughs> Oh, before, uh, uh, sorry, can we get a quick time check? Oh, 53 minutes. Okay, uh, before we sign off, uh, remember that talk we were having about how uh, they could have changed The Last Airbender to make it even more awesome? Um, like how they could have sort of changed the aesthetic of each uh, nation? Because uh, uh, throughout the entire world, there's sort of this um, this Eastern Oriental thing going on like with everyone. Yeah. Uh, but we were like, remember we were talking about like uh, how they could have changed it to like, see the Fire Nation could have been like Persian, had this had this Persian aesthetic, and of course uh, the Water Tribe I think was like the only people that had like this sort of different thing. With they have uh, they had the whole tribal shit going on, but like you know they could have done it differently I think uh, for like the Air Nation and Fire Nation and uh, the Earth Nation. The Air Nation, I yeah they they kind of. Did a good job with the Air Nation, making them like the noba- nomads. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had the nomad. They were but the nomads and the monks. But I think like the, the Fire, Fire Nation, Nation. And, the, and the Earth Nation were like they're a little similar. Yeah. Uh, as they they had that whole uh, sort of Oriental aesthetic going on. Yeah. So it would it would have been really cool if like the Fire Nation say had again like the whole they had like the Persian thing because as we know you know ancient Persia, uh, where they they were like Zoroastrians and they worshipped fire. Uh, that would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. But. Either way, uh, that aside, it was still an awesome show that I think I could rewatch. Like anyone could rewatch over and over again. Which is oh, so I could do definitely rewatch um, the Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. <laughs> and Legend of Korra, they're, they're both they're both great TV yeah. series, and it's a, it's a rarity to find in a kids cartoon that sort of carries the weight uh, these two these two series did the way they did because. Again, it goes back to, to you know the message they were sort of uh, putting out there, the more sort of mature tones and uh, me- messages to not only kids but adults, and it did it carried a lot of weight with our generation in particular growing up because we were able to sort of identify with it and identify with the characters and just generally the story. It was great, and I do I do hope. That you know this this live action series, although it's not going to be a cartoon, um, from what we understand, I do hope it's able to to carry the carry on the legacy of the Last Airbender in a way that a certain um, film could not. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> I really hope that it um, could provide some more substance in a uh, live-action form. <laughs> and hopefully we don't get, bring me all your old people! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that line just stood out. Oh, it's everything about that atrocity was horrible, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it right now, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, uh, what time are we at, actually? Yeah, we were at... Minutes. Yeah, we should probably wrap up. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, I could just say, like, yeah. Raccoons in general had a huge influence on my life, especially. And um, I think, honestly, to this day, I'm still watching cartoons and anime. Right. And I'd, I'd rather choose a... An animation series with a good story rather than a a live action you know s- show that's set for prime time and that right. doesn't have a good story or a plot. I um, think there's just oh, I, sorry. I think there's just more you could do with a cartoon because animation is cheaper. Yeah. <coughs> than you know a big budget live action, and there's just so much more you could do. You could like add more elements to it. You can make it. Uh, you can put your whole world on a more a larger scale without having to worry about um, budget constraints and whatnot. There's just a lot more you could do with cartoons. Flexibility, yeah. There's more flexibility. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, whatever you wanted to say, uh, Ethan. Did you want to say that? Or oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, uh, do let us know what, what you think of uh, any cartoon we talked about or uh, let us know what cartoons you watched growing up and your thoughts on them and your thoughts on cartoons in general and what you think. And of course, you could oppose the question um, should kids be watching cartoons? <laughs> oh. Because it's, it's, it's a pretty debatable thing. Oh, wait. Yeah, uh, let's do a poll. Should kids be watching cartoons? Or do we? That I, I say go for it, kids. I mean, I watched it. I turned out okay. No, I say definitely yes, for sure. <laughs> Uh, obviously, stay away from the adult ones. But yeah. The adult ones? <laughs> but you're old enough to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess uh, give us all your feedback. Uh, tell us how you like it. Uh, what do you think? Should kids be watching cartoons? Uh, how, how does it work out for your life? Let us know